It's Count. Nigga on the map, south side where it's at. Venture gang in the back and a black on black, but a whole lot of shit like propane lips. Hey, 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 it's a glorious day. That's a two win streak, baby. Two wins. You know the vibes. And Julius Randle got a triple double, man. Triple dub, dub, dub. I don't know what it is. Is it him? Is it coach? Is it both of them? New tag team duo, man. I think we found that legitimate star that we was looking for. We already had him. Yeah, we just had to use him the right way. Um, I think Coach Tibbs, Coach Tibbs, or however you want to call this, man. Tommy Tom. He looked at Draymond Green and said, how come Julius Randle can't play like that? I mean, he's better than Draymond Green offensively. That is a fact. Defense, you know, it may be different. But offensively, he's better. So let's see what happens if he can do that. Then he's been he's been killing, man. He's been killing, man. Nine turnovers, but I ain't really sweating that because when you when you play a certain way, man, that's gonna that's gonna happen from time to time. That's a fact, and especially with his new foundation of really being a point forward. We may not have found a point guard per se. Not not throwing no shame at IQ, but that is a steal of the draft. We'll get into that later. Little but later. we definitely found. A legitimate point forward that is doing the thing like he's yeah. really doing his thing yeah and yet again i'm gonna apologize to that man mr <laughs> 3-0 himself keep doing your thing young fella keep doing your thing young fella we proud of you on this side we proud of you but overall great game defense is what really won the game plus his average uh plus his producing of the triple double um but per se, defense is what really kept us in the game and kept us from losing that lead that we had. We held on to it throughout the whole game, honestly. It was like once we had it, we took off, never looked back. Right. It was a great aspect. You had Darius Garland in fourth quarter lighting it up from three, starting to come back. And oh, on top of man. that, hold up, he had a lot up, of isolated hold slots. Hold up, bro. Kevin Knox. Oh, man. Why you let that little man do you like that? Ah, you brought it up, bro. Come on, oh, man. He hit him with the beep, beep. Yeah, Got him. I, I thought his ankles folded like three times. I was like, Kev, how did that happen? It's like he was trying to... I thought, yo, for that split second, I thought I was watching a football game, and he was trying to dive and make a tackle. I don't know, but shout out to you, Kev. I just had to throw that out there. You did get clipped. But other than that, you had a great game. You definitely played great defense. You gave us two great threes that we needed. You know, your shooting is definitely has become way more efficient, way more superb. The shot is more confident. And on top of that, you're picking your spots way better. Mm -hmm. Now, at first, we thought you only needed a, a true point guard to really get set. But you're proving everybody that that's not true because yesterday you didn't have IQ, but you still had good, clean looks for your shots. The other game when we had to go against the Bucks, you didn't have IQ, but you were still getting quality, good looks. And all I can say is this, man. Keep practicing, keep grinding. And I hope for a fact when you go against Toronto at Tampa, you know, your hometown, I hope you turn up, young man. I hope you turn up. Mmm. Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. And honestly, this is news to me. I didn't even know the Raptors were playing in Tampa. 
Yeah, Toronto's not allowing passage due to Corona, so they had to oh, yeah, switch yeah, over yeah, to Tampa. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why um, their record is probably the record it is. You know, they don't. They're not home. They're playing in Florida. They get to watch Tom Brady go chill with Rick Ross. All that stuff that they can't do in Toronto. You know, they just got Drake up there. Yeah, Drake so ain't even not up really there all the focused, time. Not focused. Not focused. I definitely understand that. But overall, besides that, it was it was another great outing for Alfred Payton. He quietly almost had a triple double, like quietly. His stats for that night was what he had fourteen points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. That's solid. That's a quiet two players on our team almost had a triple double. Solid. The two players we hated the most. Solid. That duo. That's a fact. That tandem mm-hmm. is really producing now. They're really getting it. But. I have, a, I have one question I think maybe all the fans have. In this game and, and every other game that you probably see, is it that Julius Randle only trusts his Elford or he hasn't yet felt he's felt RJ has gained enough trust yet for him to start trusting in him? I think once RJ start getting consistent on offense, he'll probably get included into that. But RJ off the ball, I feel like is better suited for the team than having him play the role that Peyton is playing. He's the other guy handling the ball, running the offense when, you know, Julius is on the other side, probably taking a breather or doing something else, you know? Understandable. So, like, RJ, I feel like once RJ get more consistent on offense, we'll start seeing him have those moments where it's like, okay, um, fourth quarter, a minute and 30 seconds left, and you're going back and forth with LeBron James, or you're going back and forth with KD, or you're going back, I'm naming crazy people, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You go, you like at, at that time, like big-time players make big-time plays, and I feel like once he get a little more consistent with offense, because defensively he's there. That's a fact. He's there. So it's like once his offense get there, where it's like he's more like the, what was it, the – Not the first one. Uh, well, not was it the Bucks game? Again, it was the Sixers game when he went. That's the game that you talking about when he started out like nine and nine. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. Like when he had yeah, one of those games. Game. That was the Sixers game. Right. When Second he had game. one of those games, that's when it's like, okay, RJ's going to have his time. Where it's like, all right, we need you to dominate. No the- correction. I'm sorry. It wasn't the Sixers game. It was the first game of the season with the Pacers. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, right, right, I'm sorry because right, right, Ben Simmons right. shut him down, so I'm right. not going to do that. Right, correction, right, right. folks. Correction. We talking about the first previous game of the season. Right. But, yeah, like I said, once he, you know, get that offense right and it's consistent, they'll probably feature, feature him more. But I feel like based off what I've seen in these first four games, Julius Randle should be the primary guy. It's crazy because the whole time, like, even before off air, I say, like, RJ got to be the horse of the team. I don't know, man. You can kind of call Randall the horse, man. Like, um, because putting up these numbers and playing the way that he's playing, it's like he was trying to find a way to play this way last year. But he didn't have the, the – first of all, he didn't have the right timing. He didn't have the right coaches. Let me rephrase it. He didn't have the right coach at first. But then he did get the right coach, but that wasn't the right coach 
for him, if that makes sense. Right. And now he has a coach to where, let's put it like this. Honestly speaking, everybody know how Tom give it up. So the fact that he knew what kind of coach this was, he knows how this coach runs. He already embedded in his mind how he needs to ball out. Mm -hmm. Because he probably, in his mind, respects him so much that he knew that he could get the best out of him. So he said, you know what? Me as a player, let me meet you halfway there. Like he said, the organization asked him to do certain things, and he's came prepared. Mm -hmm. And that's all you can ask from a player. Whole time, everybody's saying like, "Yo, Randall need to get traded." Us included, Randall. Like, yeah, we, we definitely put, said we that. We put Randall in so many trade packages, like we could have got anybody. You know what I mean? So it's like the fact that he's coming out balling like this is like, yo, and his demeanor, like he has a leader demeanor. Like it's he's so calm, yeah. cool, and the way you watch his press, like if you watch his press interviews and like you know post game post game interviews and stuff like that. If you really look at it, he never breaks sweat. He never gets out of character. He just, you know, coaches said that's what we're going to do and that's what we came here to do. You know, we came here to change the culture. That's just it. Like, yeah, they, he has nothing more to say. Like, I'm just here to do my job and we're going to get the job done. That's it. We got to win. Julius really wants, just based off of, you know, what I see, right? Because I don't know him at all. But if you're listening to this, man, if I'm right, let me know. If I'm wrong, come on the show. You are but <laughs> you feel me? Um, Julius Randle, based off the little things that I hear, like times that I hear him talk coming into this season, it was like, yo, we're going to get this done. Like, I, I really want to do this. I want to be the guy. You know, like, I'm not saying this way he said verbatim, but, you know, this is what I got from him. And still, I was like, we need to go trade this man, <laughs> get Peyton up out of here, all that. But, Anyway, scratch all that for right now. Julius Randle being the the number one. And it's funny because he can be the number one option or he can be the third option. He could be But the still one, two, be three. effective the That's whole way. Fact. You know, it all depends on what. And I feel like we have the type of weapons that we can exploit someone's weakness. Not to a crazy degree, but we have a matchup nightmare for almost anybody. Now we do. Like, the way I see it is like this. At first, okay, we, we talked about Julius. The next person that took me for surprise was Reggie Bullock because he had me unsold at first. I was like, bro, are you really here to play or are you worried about the new hairstyle you got? You know what I'm saying? Yo, shout out to your hairstyles, though, bro. Them joints be on point. You feel me? But it's like, at the end of the day, these past two games, though, it's like he... Like you, like we all said, everybody had to get the dust off. Everybody had to really remember, like get their mechanics going again. And he a shooter too, so like, I, I don't even know how we missed that part. But it's like, yo, we so passionate about wins and losses, and wins, especially more wins. Like when you're not performing, we don't care about none of that shit. But like looking at him getting better now, like kind of firing this game is like he's a JJ Redick type. Yeah, once like, he those got guys it, need up. to have some reps in, in the game to be able to get it going. It only took him two games, so I ain't even sweating it now. Like, now, hindsight, is like, okay, I understand it now. Definitely, and then we're seeing the emergence of that, plus what we already got from Knox and Alex Burks. Mm -hmm. I'm sold on that. Like, I'm sold on all three of our 3 and D guys. 
They got it. I'm sold on them. We keep all of them. We keep all of them. So I'm glad we exercised the, the contract with Knox. I'm glad we re-signed Reggie now that I see it. But now, I'm glad we also got Alex Burks on the $6 million steal. Right. So we all knew what we were doing. And mind you, all three of the players we had, all humble, all dedicated to the game, and all hungry to just go out there and play the best that they could play. And I'm going to say this, because this man is showed a little more maturity as well. Who? Mitchell Robinson, man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Show a little more. Like, it's different now. I feel like, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you listen to this show, salute to you, bro. Because I swear, once I said what I said, we said what we said, it was like his whole thing changed. Like, everything changed with him. Like That's a fact. Like, before, we thought you was still this, I just came out of high school. Nah, everybody doing me there. I should be starting. But you understand the mechanics. You understand the game. And on top of that, now that you actually have a coach that's... Honestly, I felt like once you saw that you had them four fouls and coach let you stay in the game, that was all you needed. I feel like that was all you needed because ever since then, you have not been in foul trouble. You haven't. Like, it got to game... Get this game yesterday. And I promise you, they said, like, fourth quarter, he probably just, just got his third foul. I was like, wait, what? He just now getting that? Mind you, Andre Drummond already had, like, five. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo. And he's going against Andre Drummond. Like, you know, Andre And you holding Drummond your own. A, yeah, Andre Drummond is a solidified center, man. Don't get me wrong. Andre Drummond is going, is going to do what he got to do because he has more mass. He has more body weight, more strength. But at the end of the day, Noel and Mitchell held their own. Especially Noel when he came in at the little bit of time he did come in because all reserves, the three that we did have reserve, all played 16 minutes apiece exactly. Check this out. Robinson and Noel canceled out the rebounds of Drummond. Drummond had 17 boards. Robinson and Noel had 17 boards com- like combined. So they canceled that out. So it was like 50-50 on that. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has had to... Like with Julius Randle pulling twelve, Bullock pulling seven, RJ pulling seven, um, Peyton with eight. You know, they other guys out there don't. They had a guy with nine, Joel McGee. He's a center. He had nine. They only two. And Larry Ness had had six. So like we was killing them on the boards. Like everyone was eating. Mm -hmm. Everyone was eating. That's a big fact. But fifty-five to forty-three to be exact. And, and another key thing that you got to also bring up is, is the defense itself. We technically going into this season, we were the second team to lead in three-point percentage. Now, for all those that say we can't shoot three ball, what happened? We number one now because the, the number one leading team were the Cavs. And they shot what of what from three-point land last night? Uh, Seven to 32. And we shot what? Uh... 14 or 25. So that makes the percentages what? For us, it is 56%. And them? It's 21.9, but if I want to discode that as trash, that's another team going against the Knicks, shooting trash. Shout out to the other guys that shot trash the other day. We don't even want to see our names because I got y'all revenge on some hot guys down in Florida. Yeah, you feel me? So we're going to just move on forward. On a side note, Sweezy Peasy. 
Sorry had to happen to you, boys. Sorry man. had to happen to you. Just make sure y'all tune in to turning up the heat when that come back out for this next season. But anyways, let's get back into this with Knicks. Hey, but I'll tell you this. They 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 got us with steals. They got 13 steals. We got nine. They got 10 blocks. We got six. The assist was kind of – we had one more assist than them. But I feel like the rebounds did so much in the game. And the, the efficiency – now, we do have to clean up free throws. 61% is trash. It's trash for a basketball team. It is. The Cavs had um, 68%, but they got Drummond over there. So, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? We know what he's going to do. He's going to break. But us, come on, man. Guys, we got we to gotta sharpen that up. Honestly that speaking, up. man, have we – honestly, even if you, if, if you look at the free throws, right, mm-hmm. you keep it as is. Had we limit – you see where our turnovers is at 25 today, 13? Had we chopped off 10 of those turnovers and only had 15, that lead would be even wider. Like, we would have a way – go to, go up. Please go up. Let, let me go ahead and get the exact score. 95 to 86. So, technically, we won by 9. Mm-hmm. Now, we chop off 10 of those turnovers, we'd probably be up by 15, 20, like how we were on the books. Right. Like, if you honestly look at it, if you honestly look at it, if we cut up, we already beaten them on the boards. So if we beat them on the boards, we cut off, we cut off, like I said, 10 of those turnovers. Now, I'm not saying we score on every one of those, but if we score at least on, out of those 10, we scored on four to about five of those, and five is cutting it. But four for a fact, that score definitely would look way larger than that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you and that's being honest to God, because we would at least hit four out of four, at least half of them, or four of those, uh, uh, out of those, uh, you know, those shots or whatever. We held so, them under twenty for two quarters. First quarter they only got fifteen. Mm-hmm. Third quarter they only got eighteen. Granted, they held us the eighteen in the third quarter, but still, that tells you, man. Like we, when we want to play defense, we can. Now we second quarter we gave up thirty-one points, you know, but the quarters around that made up for that. You know, that's a fact. See, as you can see, in the second quarter, we had the 31. I mean, they had 31 to our 24. But then in the third quarter, that's when we picked up the defense. Mm-hmm. Now, as we always speak about, third quarter is our, our worst downfall. We always set the tone with the Knicks. Anybody that knows any generation of the Knicks, if we lose the third quarter, the Knicks officially lost the game. <laughs> that's just how it goes. We are not... We're not that team that, oh, fourth quarter is make a break. It's always, if we lose that third quarter or some, we get smoked out that third quarter, best believe, nine times out of ten, we're going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. Because that kills our momentum. And with the Knicks, we need momentum. With all these young guys, once they get discouraged, the momentum dies. And once that happens, we lose focus. That's what happened in the first two games. And as right. you can see, with the new coach that we have, which comes into everybody asking, is coaching really does coaching really matter? Yes, in today's it NBA, it still it still matters. Still matters. And you need talent, yes. But without the right coaching, you cannot right. unlock those keys that we are unlocking in these players that we are. And give credit to the, the not just Thibs, but the, the rest whole of the guys, staff. man. The rest of the guys, man. Mike Woodson, you know, Aaron. I see Aaron Brooks over there. 
Yeah, and a couple other fellas, man. I, I don't got your names off the top of the dome, but you know, it's a lot of y'all, man. You got Mike Woodson, you got Johnny Bryant, you got uh, Kenny Payne from the, Kentucky. That's a dude from Kentucky. So, right. so now look at this. Just, just with those three alone. Matter of fact, just with those four, we're just gonna talk about those four. Not even adding Aaron Brooks because Aaron Brooks is technically like the the coach for like the G League team or something like that. Well, but he just comes back and forth like he deals with them and the two way players stuff like that. But even though having him is still great because he did play a tremendous career that he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, little run. You know what I'm saying? But you got Tom, defensive coach, started from New York, so he already learned everything from there. Mm-hmm. Mike Woodson, the last coach that took us to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Boom. Johnny. Big fat. Shout outs to him. Um, then you got Johnny Bryant, the guy that turned Donovan Mitchell into what he is now, like helped him unlock the key. Not saying he he molded him, but he helped him on his path along with others, but really helped him along to unlock what we saw last in that bubble not too long ago. Right. Versus um, the other guy. Then you now have the addition of Kenny Payne, Kentucky's finest. So you already have relationships with Knox, Knox Julius Randle, Randle, Noel, and IQ. Mm-hmm. They all went to Kentucky. They all love you to death. Now you're there. Now they see you 24-7. So now you're in their air. You're drilling in their air. They already respect you. Mm-hmm. And they already respect Tom and Mike Woodson because they already remember what they did. Mm-hmm. So now you got three guys you got to respect. And then you got the fourth guy there that you respect automatically because you've seen what development practice he did with people. Mm-hmm. You had a whole – you finally – we finally have a coaching staff that all the players finally respect. Mm-hmm. That's why we are playing at the level we are playing. We have it to where, like he said, from the bottom to the top, everybody respect everybody for once. That's the only way you can build a winning culture when you finally have the right pieces. So shout out to Leon Rose. Shout out. Shout outs to Tom. Shout, shout out. outs to the drafting people. Shout outs to the players on the team that we decided to go get. But what makes it extra exciting about the night is you got IQ and Austin Rivers as upgraded with Alec Burks as questionable now. They questionable now. That mean they got a 50-50 chance of going against the Raptors. Oh mm-hmm. man. Now we already winning games, right? We won a game against the Bucks, which is a playoff, should go to the finals, back to back MVP on eight. We ain't just win that game, bro. We cooked them. Mm-hmm. Like you understand that? But I'm gonna be modest and humble because that's what we do over here on this side. We're gonna be modest and humble until we don't feel a need to no more. But at the I'm end of there. the day, he's I'm about there. But at the end of the day, we beat the Bucks. Then we beat the Cavs that was on a 3-0 run. Regardless of what you say, they were on a 3-0 run, which nobody expected. That shouldn't even happen if they're supposed to be so-called trash, right? Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, we're winning these games with two point guards that everybody felt we don't even have a solidified point guard. But mind you, we're winning those games without... IQ in the game, which was the rookie that we seen that changed the, the whole pace of the game for us. And then we still have Austin Rivers out, which mm-hmm. we know what he can do, which means that when he gets on that court, we all watched him when he was on any team he was on. Anybody that played him had to come guard him at the perimeter. Mm-hmm. So now what happens when they come back and everybody's still playing the way they're playing? Now we adding those two in. So now, do you look at it as... They come in as, okay, they take Alfred and Frank's numbers, 
or do you see it as now they come in and they might interchange to where some of them may be playing the one and they might alternate the other ones to play off the ball. So now we have more shooting on the court. Mm -hmm. Like imagine if you got Frank, right? He's running the offense. Then you got Austin at the two. Frank be out here shooting them threes now, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Shout outs to him. Mm -hmm. Now you got Frank running the offense. You got Austin as the two because he's already said to be a two, mm -hmm. an undersized two, right? Now you pair him with Alex Burks because he coming off the bench. Then uh, uh, let's just say you still got Frank. I mean, you still got Knox and you still got Noel there. Now you got three shooters on the court. But now if Frank is hitting, now you got four shooters on the court. Now, let's go back into the starting lineup. You got Alfred Payton, right? Mm -hmm. You still got Reggie there. You still got Barrett. You still got Randall. You still got Mitch. Randall's already showing that he doesn't have to worry about shooting them kind of three, so he's already a scorer. We know RJ going to get his the way he get his, right? Reggie's still hitting. Now, whenever Payton is not hitting, we swap him out. Now, we got quickly. No matter what, if you look at the rotation that Tom is actually building, it's still, no matter what, there's still a lead guard, endless shooters, defense. Two powerhouses that you can't mess up, meaning that that's going to body you in the paint, but then we got two rim protectors that you're not getting in here. Right. So that means every game we should be killing teams that don't have the, the, the power size in the front court on the boards. Right. That's the reason why I feel like he's making it their business of where this has to be a defensive team for the fact of most of the games that the Knicks will win and you will see it in the stats will be because we beat them on the boards and that's just plain and simple but at the end of the day I hope y'all ready because uh, tomorrow's New Year's Eve right Mm -hmm. We going against the Raptors. Mm -hmm. We in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. Know what mm -hmm. I mean? The zero and three Raptors. That, like just to say that. Yeah, they really are zero and three. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I really hope we do cook uh, Fred Van Vliet because you were supposed to come over here. So, you gotta take this L. So we need to go ahead and get this dub. As y'all do know, it's gonna be a lit game. Kevin Knox is gonna be home. They said he was questionable. He said in his post game, "I'm playing. Hundred percent playing." He gonna be home. I'm playing. So they said IQ questionable. Rivers questionable. Alex questionable. So if they all play, we squad it up. It's looking real. It's looking legit. And I can't wait for it because if we do win this, that's another playoff team and championship team that we just beat. Even though they trash right now. Um and that's going to change over the over the course of the season. That's definitely going to change. But if we do beat them and keep going on this run, we are showing the tools that we are consistent. We are showing the tools that we really are here to prove that we do belong in this league. And you need to put some respect on our names. And let's hope we just continue this journey as we go on this road trip, which ends, if I'm not mistaken, with the Atlanta Hawks. But the game after that, January 2nd, is against the Pacers again. Right. But well, this game right here. Against the Raptors. the Raptors. Their leading scorer is Ky excuse me, not Kyrie Irving. Uh, Kyle Lowry with 19. They still got Siakam over there. He getting boards for them. You know, uh, the kid Chris Boucher. He's come along for them. 
a little bit. But overall, these guys are struggling. I feel like these guys, uh, they're not home. They're playing in Tampa, so it's like everything's different. Like, they, they last game, they shot 35%. It was terrible. Freaking 37% from three. These guys, they're struggling right now. So, I don't believe that we're going to come into this game thinking that we're gonna, we're playing a struggling Raptors team. I feel like we're going to come into this game feeling like we're facing the team that won the championship two years ago. That's how I feel. And we're going we're gonna to start from the top, which is Kyle Lowry or Siakam, whoever wants to be the top guy over there. Well, nah, Nick Nurse. We're going to start with him because Thibs is going to out-coach him. I, you know what? I guarantee that we're going to win the coaching job at a game. We're going to win that. Now it's just up to our players to just keep it going. That's it. That's all it really is. But when it comes to that coaching job, we definitely will out-coach Nick Nurse. Like, Tom got that hands down. If I had to give a little prediction score, I got the Knicks winning this 105-96. to 96. Uh, Me, I got... 115 to 113. It's going to be a close game. Who do you think the player of the game will be? On our side? Mm-hmm. Julius Randle. How about they side? Fred Van Vliet. He got a point to prove. For me, I believe this is RJ's game. So I'm going to go with RJ. I'm going to let me say RJ. And for them, uh, maybe Kyle Lowry. That's a fact, man, but... I hope y'all already, man. New Year's Eve, 7.30 p.m., man. We going against the Raptors. And we will be going live after the game. Big facts. I hope y'all ready, man. It's going to be the New Year's Eve show of Close Out 2020. So let's close out 2020 with a win, Knicks. Let's go into the new year with a good mindset. And wins. Three-win streak. Let's go. But this is your guy, Dope the Phenom, a.k.a. Trippy OG. With my co-host here. Kev Easy, man. Follow me everywhere. Same name, same game. Nick and 30. Nick and 30. We out. Nick and 30.